Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom, Chaverim. That's Hebrew for hello, friends. And Shabbat Shalom. That's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. I'm so glad you tuned in. Today you're going to hear the testimony of Pastor Matt McEwen. I know you'll like it. Stay tuned and I'll be right back. Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shemayas Yisrael. We are a messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock a.m. Please join us for worship. And while you're in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop. Now open on Wednesdays from 3 to 5, Thursdays from 2 to 5, and Saturdays after services up till 1 o'clock p.m. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit the Congregational Building. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester, New York area, be sure to visit Shemayas Real and the Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings. Shalom, 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 this next song comes from Paul Wilbur's CD, Roar from Zion, it's called Elohim.
His mercy and His loving kindness endures forever and forever unto a thousand generations. He alone is King. Shalom. This is Paul Wilbur, and you're listening to Bagels and Blessings. Next, here's a song that will really encourage you. Stay strong in the Lord and dwell under the shadow of his wings. This is Jordan Elias with Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust, I will trust, You are holy, so shall be your shield you shall not be afraid of the terror by night no 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 nor of the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that walks in the
I'd like to thank Excellent Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent Air Heating and Cooling, 585 885- 889-7840. Shalom, this is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings. Stay tuned for my interview with Pastor Matt McEwen. Did you know that Marty Getz recorded a new collection of songs recently? The album is called Songs in Season. And here's one that I don't think I've ever played on Bagels and Blessings, but it's a wonderful song because... I believe that we should be praying for our country. And since Marty Gatz is a man who loves the Lord with all his heart, a Jewish man, and my program is all about Jews who come to faith in Yeshua, he sings this beautiful song, and it's all about blessing America. So I say it fits. Let's go for it. While the storm clouds gather Far across the sea Let us swear allegiance to a land that's free. Let us all be grateful for a land so fair as we raise our voices in a solemn prayer. America, land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above, from the mountains to the prairies to the ocean. White with foam, God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless. America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my home, sweet home. Father, 
Hello, this is Marty Getz, and you are listening to Bagels and Blessings. This is Ethel Chadwick. Thank you for listening to Bagels and Blessings. You know, this is the last day of 2022. Tomorrow starts a brand new year. And I love this song from Deborah Klein and Vinci Interno. This is the year. Comes right out of Isaiah 61. Enjoy. Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 14546-0192. And you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person Saturday morning at 10 a.m. 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. Amen to that. Again, that was Deborah Klein and Vinci Interno. Well, I think we'll go ahead and start the interview now with Pastor Matt McEwen. I think you'll enjoy it. Pastor Matt McEwen, welcome to Bagels and Blessings. Well, thank you so very much. 
I'm really excited to have you with me, and I can't wait to hear your story. I know you didn't grow up in a Jewish home, but yet you have just fallen in love with the Jewish roots of your faith. So why don't we start at the beginning? Tell me about your life growing up and your discovery of your Messiah. Beautiful. Well, I grew up in a very traditional Christian home, and my father is a pastor, so I grew up being a preacher's kid. And my, my uncle by marriage, my great uncle on my mom's side was a church planter. And he founded the church where my dad pastored for 32 years. In fact, um, I took over from him uh, just a couple of years ago, which is a real blessing. Uh, in our particular denomination, you're assigned where you pastor. So it was kind of a little bit odd, but in a good way, that my dad was pastoring at the church where he was in the youth group where he got married. And uh, we lived in Indiana. We were in the Daytona Beach area of Florida, but we lived in Indiana for a few years while he went to seminary. And then when we we moved back for him to be the pastor of of this church, and it was, I had an, an amazing childhood, a really wonderful growing up. We have a very rich history of faith in our family. Um, and like you said, I, I am not uh, Jewish by blood. Um, I am on my dad's side, Scots-Irish, and on my mom's side, German. Um, but all growing up, I had kind of a fascination with Jewish things, Jewish music, um, even <laughs> Jewish humor. Um <laughs> In fact, my mom joked as I got older that I was her Jewish son. Uh, it is um, completely true that on the day of my wedding, what I did for one last thing with me and mom, my mom and I watched Fiddler on the Roof one more time on the day I got married. <laughs> so I've always sort of just enjoyed Jewish things. I'm not even sure why. I've just always had an attraction uh, to that kind of thing, especially to to music. Um, so I went to a Christian high school um, in the late 80s, early 90s, and it was the, the worship leader at that church also did our chapel services. And it just so happened that he would sing some Messianic Jewish songs from time to time in chapel. And... Um, one of them was Trees of the Field by Rabbi Stuart Dowerman, and it still is one of my favorite uh, sort of old-school Messianic songs. Um, we do it every every time we do a Torah processional at our local Messianic synagogue. That's the song that I sing. I, I lead worship at our local synagogue. And uh, it's very special to me, but we would sing songs like that um, at our chapel services. And then I had a Spanish teacher in the early 90s, that was messianic. And while she was grading papers, she would play old lamb records. Oh. And so, I, it, yeah, just so that kind of stuff is, it's it sort of sealed in my adolescence, you know, this kind of music. And like I said, was always kind of drawn to that. And then later on uh, in life, um, in my early 20s, I went into youth ministry and there was a girl in our youth group that was the daughter of the rabbi at the local Messianic synagogue that I attend now, where the previous rabbi was there and his daughter would hang out with our youth group because at the time she was dating one of the boys in, in our youth group. And so we began to sort of just, you know, on the outskirts, have experiences with the synagogue. But then it was at a, a Promise Keepers Pastors Conference in 1999 that the keynote speaker told us, uh, everyone that was there, it was, it was a conference only for pastors, and he said, pastors, find a rabbi and start a relationship. Because he said, you need to get in touch with the, the foundation of your faith, with the roots of your faith. And that really started something where God began to bring me Jewish people in my life that I could have some wonderful experiences. One of the things that I do is I run a recording studio. I've always been a musician, and uh, a conservative Jewish couple came in to the studio in the early 2000s and recorded two albums, uh, all in Hebrew. A lot of like sort of modern takes on liturgical 
music. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of stuff by Rabbi Shlomo Karlobach and, and things like that. And I really just felt drawn to this music. And even though I didn't know any Hebrew at the time, I just really felt like the Holy Spirit was just all in this. And it felt very much like sort of being a fly on the wall as King David was singing the Psalms. And this particular gentleman, the husband of the couple, said, listen, I understand you're a pastor. I just want to tell you there's nothing new in the New Testament. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And, and he said, this, this man that, that you say is the Messiah wasn't teaching anything new. This was, it's all Torah, and I want you to go and study. He, he gave me a copy of Pirkei Avot, and, uh, you know, along with that, and when our kids were younger, started to take them to the synagogue, just really fell in love with, with Judaism. And so even though I am a Christian pastor, I pastor a church, but I practice Messianic Judaism. Fantastic. I'll oh, go ahead. No, just I, I just that that's what I it's it's my passion. And so even though I'm not Jewish, I pray as if I am. I uh, I eat as if I am. <laughs> I, I uh, worship as if I am. So it, it's I really feel very much adopted into uh, the Jewish family as a, a grafted in branch. I love hearing that, Pastor Matt. But I have to ask, what about your extended family? Do they get it? Do they understand? Do they think you're a little, you know, Meshuggah, crazy? There's uh, several people think I'm a little Meshuggah, but that's not because of Judaism. That's just uh, me. <laughs> no. Um, so I will say that I am the only person in my family that practices these things. All of the people in my family uh, know about this stuff because as a pastor, when I preach and teach, it is from that perspective. Um, and I, I'm not a person that sort of, you know, hits people over the head with Messianic Jewish things. But even just the the jumping off point from, from which I preach is always going to be from a Jewish perspective because that's the, that's the perspective of the Bible. That's its correct context. And so whenever I'm, you know, doing something, I might, you know, tell people, uh, you know, this, this particular word or this particular concept. I, I did it this, this morning. I, you know, I, I was doing a teaching uh, this morning and I talked about two different types of fear. I talked about the difference between pachad and yirah. And it's just, it's just kind of in me. It just kind of oozes out. So the people around me understand um that I teach from that perspective, but I'm the only person in my family that, that makes this a, a lifestyle. I'm just delighted to find that you're doing this. And I mean, in, in our Messianic congreg- congregation, we have, we have others who were not born into a Jewish family, but just love the roots of the faith and love celebrating the holidays. And it, it really makes me happy to hear you say that. And, and so tell me, do you find yourself saying, oy vey, a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe not, uh, maybe not Roy Vey, but, um, uh, I will tell you when I'm around, uh, the rabbis that I've studied under for the last few years, those kinds of things, uh, come out, um, or, uh, like, uh, there might be times when I slip into Hebrew, like somebody will say something, they'll say, Maze, you know, what, what, what is that? Um, so yeah, but I, I, I think it's more affected my, um, my thinking, and I think I think you almost develop like Jewish antenna um, by <laughs> extension, where I think I'm more sensitive to certain things that other people might not notice, and um, I think it's given me a tremendous sense of being sensitive to inclusion or to um, like uh, so around the holidays. There are Christians that just don't like saying "quote unquote" the holidays. And now that, you know, I'm around people that, that celebrate Hanukkah, um, I'm sensitive to, no, it's okay to say that this is the holidays, because there are more holidays than the ones that, that Christians celebrate. Um, so little, little things like that, you know. Uh-huh. Now, you mentioned that you're a musician. How many instruments yes. do you play? Um, probably seven or eight, and then various and sundry other bits and pieces. I, I, I fake a lot of stuff. With musical instruments, if you can play one, if it's got the same 
science as another one you can you can sort of it sort of translates wow um and i've i've written a a fair amount of um i've I've written a a lot of songs over my life but i've now written a fair amount of messianic jewish songs in fact uh, for my local messianic jewish synagogue called congregation beth judah uh in ormond beach florida it's about 20 minutes away from me um we started coming up with kind of our own you know original music and it's interesting, the pandemic had a lot to do with um, making me think in that way because of copyright issues, um, because of streaming and, and things like that. Right. Um, like if, if we were, in fact, it, it, uh, it happened just this last Shabbat where um, we have a, a dance team that was doing a special dance. They want to do it for a certain thing, but if we wanted to put it online... Um, if we didn't want Facebook to bump us off, we had to do something that we owned the copyright for. So we just did it to one of the songs that we've written. So that, that has been really cool. And, and I've been trying to, to get some of the flavors. Cause again, those songs that I talked about that I really loved in the beginning, like trees of the field, the zeal of God, things like that, that have that sort of, uh, Eastern European, it's kind of an Ashkenazi sound. Uh-huh. Um, I love that. The umpa music, you know, yeah, love that kind of thing. But I've been trying to broaden my palette a bit and to write things in a little more of an Israeli style, a little more Mizrahi or a little more Sephardic style. And so that's been really cool because I'll tell you what, there is such a rich tapestry of, of colors, of flavors or whatever in, in the Jewish community. It's, it's, you know, like someone asked the question, you know, so what, what color is a Jew? You know, what, what, uh, what ethnicity is a Jew? Because I mean, as you know, I mean, there are Jewish people from, from literally every background. And so, uh, you know, to, to make a bit of a, a Jewish joke, someone said to me one time, well, uh, and depending on where you're from, you'd pronounce this different ways. But, you know, Jewish people are like a, a big bowl of chult or chalant, where it's, it's just a whole bunch of ingredients all mixed together. And it, it makes a wonderful taste altogether. <laughs> so I've been I've been trying to get into sort of different types of um, Jewish music to to round that out, because there are people from lots of different backgrounds that come to our synagogue. So I've been trying to minister to all of them. Wow. Well, I would be interested in hearing some of your music sometimes. So maybe we'll have to talk I, talk offline about that. <laughs> absolutely. Wonderful. Well, I was wondering, as we sort of wrap things up a little bit here, is there any particular thing you'd like us to be praying for about you, or your family, ministry, anything? Yes, absolutely. So... I, from time to time, have the opportunity to travel to different parts of the world. I put out a, uh, a teaching every week that is translated into, I think, a dozen languages. There are people all over the world that are waking up to the Jewish background of their faith, and this is prophetic. I mean, we, we see this in Zechariah chapter 8, that, you know, in the last days, that ten men from the nations will grab a hold of the seat seat of a Jew— and say, we want to go with you because we've heard that, that God is with you. Now, what's interesting about that passage, you could interpret that in a way, as we know, you need at least you know 10 people to have a, a minyan, a minion, that's the smallest congregation that you can have. So this is sort of a minion, and it says from the nation. So uh, a congregation of Gentiles, we could interpret it that way. So I really believe that that's what's happening, that all over the world, Gentile believers in the Jewish Messiah are waking up to the fact that that our Messiah is Jewish. He's not Roman. He's not, you know, something else. He is Jewish. He lived as a Jew, died as a Jew, and when he comes back, he's a Jewish king sitting on the throne of his father David. So this is, it's a very Jewish thing, but, but Gentiles are waking up to this all over the world. And so my... My request would be that, that you pray that as these people around the world wake up to the Jewish roots of their faith, that they that they take things slowly and that they listen to the Jewish believers around them. I think sometimes people get enamored with the idea of Torah and they sort of just start off kind of doing their own thing and thinking that they can know how to do this when there is a people that has lived this for thousands of years and we need to listen to them 
You know, the, the Jewish people are the older brothers of the faith, the older brothers and sisters that, that can teach us. And that is why we need you guys to be good Jews, to be good Jews in Messiah, but to be good Jews, to do, to do the Torah well, because you're supposed to be a light to us. Mm. And so I, I will learn how to follow the Jewish Messiah in a Jewish way because of Jewish believers whose history is so wrapped up in this. We see it in Romans 3, where Paul says, you know, what advantage is there in being Jewish? Well, much in every way. I mean, the oracles of God, the offerings, the sacrificial system, all of this belongs to Israel. But Israel isn't selfish with it and never has been. It's supposed to be orlegoim. It's supposed to be a light to the nations. And, and so it's my prayer that as these believers pick up on the fact that their Messiah is Jewish, that they will listen to the Jewish people on how to, how to do these things. You know, there's a way to do Sukkot. There's a way to do Feast of Tabernacles, and Jews have done for a long, long, long time. We should probably listen to them and have them instruct us on how to do it. Amen. <laughs> well, Pastor Matt, you mentioned that there is a devotion. Is there a way that our listeners can access that? Absolutely. So I have a, uh, a ministry called Kosher Pastor, which is under the umbrella of Ahavat Adi Ministries, uh, Rabbi Yitzhak Shapira. And if you go to Ahavat Ami, uh, that means for the love of my people, um, that uh, site on YouTube, that channel on YouTube, has something that I do every week called Treasures of the Torah. And uh, so just go to YouTube, just search for Treasures of the Torah or Ahavat Ami, and you'll, you'll see that. And I, I do that every week. And like I said, it, that's translated into, I think, a dozen languages now. And uh, that's, it, it is, it's all for, it's not something that, that I've come up with myself. These are precepts and concepts that I've learned. Um, I spent five years in Messianic Jewish yeshiva and not only graduated, but was ordained as a Moray Torah. So in the, uh, in the, in the church world, I am Pastor Matt, but in the in the Jewish world, I'm a I'm a more I'm a, a teacher, a Torah teacher, and uh, Rabbi Shapira has has graciously given me a, a Hebrew name. So in the Jewish world, I'm More Matan, and uh, yeah, you can check out those those teachings and the things that I learn from the Jewish people. I try to put out there for people who are not Jewish and try to explain it in a way that anyone at any level can understand. Hmm. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of opportunities to share the good news of Yeshua with Jewish people. Is that so? Oh, I do. I do. Yes. And, uh, and, and I work extensively in the Messianic Jewish community in my area, in the normative Jewish community, in the conservative and orthodox community, and I help out twice a month in uh, the music at the local reform temple. So uh, I, I have a large spectrum of the Jewish community that I, that I work in. Um, just the, a few weeks ago, we were celebrating Sukkot. I have a sukkah in my front yard, and I saw a man coming up to my door, and I was across the street. I came over and said, oh, can I help you? And it was Rabbi Farkash from the local Chabad. Uh, he saw a sukkah that was not on an address on his list, and he was driving around with his mobile sukkah that Chabad had, and uh, he said, oh, I was just wondering what Jew lives here. And I said, oh, no Jew, just me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so I, I have a good relationship with, with the normative Jewish community and with the Messianic Jewish community in my area. I work a lot with the local Jewish federation. And um, just as a, you know, a, a Gentile believer in the Jewish Messiah, that they know who I am and what I believe, but I have really striven to break down barriers in my local area and a lot of that has to do with my local congregation local rabbi uh rabbi dr bruce tucker at congregation beth judah messianic synagogue and uh it's it's a privilege it's a real privilege to to be trusted um by these folks and of course i i share with them the the good news about the messiah they would expect me to and uh, but i don't I don't bash anyone over the head and, you know, I, I don't try to, to convert anyone. And if someone is Jewish, and I, I don't mean this to sound controversial, but if someone is Jewish, I don't try to get them to not be Jewish. I, I don't try to convert anyone. I, I think if someone is Jewish, all they need is to 
to add the Messiah to the mix because they've got all the rest of the heritage is there. They just need to realize that the one they are still waiting on has already come. Amen. And uh, and I've had some really fun conversations, you know, like with the rabbis at the local Chabad, because they believe the Messiah has already come too. It's just a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oy vey. Well, listen, um, it's a privilege for me to speak with you, and I want to thank you again for being my guest. And may the Lord anoint all that you do. May he continue to give you wonderful opportunities to share the good news, and may he give you the energy that you need to do all that you're doing. And bless you, my friend, and I hope that we can talk again sometime. I, I thank you so very much. The only other thing I have to ask you is, do you have time for a Jewish joke? I sure do. Lay it on me. Okay, so Mr. Rosenberg is in the retirement home, and it's four in the afternoon, and he's still in his bathrobe, but he's wearing a top hat. And Mr. Smith, who lives next door, says, uh, excuse me, why are you still wearing your bathrobe? And he said, well, what, what does it matter what I wear? No one comes to visit me. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry, that's so sad, but why are you wearing a top hat? And he said, well, you never know. <laughs> that's so cute I love it <laughs> oh well, that's thank you, great ma'am. I very much appreciate you having me on and oh, just the Lord bless you for everything that you're doing oh thank you my dear shalom for now shalom well that was just a delightful interview with Pastor Matt McEwen I hope you enjoyed I know that he's friends with Brian and Sue Samuel, and he actually did some mixing for them on one of their CDs. I'm not sure which one. But here's a song from Sue Samuel from her latest collection, which is called Revive, and this one is called Mato
let us together lift up the name of Yeshua, the name above all names. Praise the Lord for an exciting song from Sue and Brian Samuel. Next up, here's a song called Rain, and it's from Ted Pierce. If you're in the Rochester area, please write down on your calendars now, Saturday, February 25th, there will be a talent show and bake sale to support the women's ministry. Ted Pierce will be ministering in our Shabbat service that morning. And that evening of February 25th, we're having a talent show, and Ted will be doing a mini concert there as well. Stay tuned for more details. But here's his song, Rain. The world's greatest army was beside the sea While Miriam played her tambourine and the ones who came against us were never again to be seen. Joshua marched us down to Jericho. Seven days we walked around. And the city that would mock our God now lays in heaps upon the ground. Again, that was Ted Pierce. 
Let's stick with that theme. Here's God Almighty Reigns with Misha Getz and Joshua Aaron. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom. <laughs>